blessings. Peace and many blessings. I want to thank the leadership of the church for giving me this opportunity to share the faith of the last seven words of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you for today. We thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. We thank you for dying to save us from our sins. And we pray that as we listen to the word, you will grant us clarity and you will grant us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at the scripture, John chapter 19, verses 28 to 30. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel of vinegar, and he filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon high salt and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Amen. Now there are quite a number of lessons that we can learn from this. Jesus knew that the end had come. He knew what the scriptures had said concerning him. He had told his disciples that he was going to suffer and suffer a painful death and they didn't understand it. What we see on the cross was that Jesus was very thirsty and when he wanted water, he didn't get it. He was the creator of water, but at this point in his life, he didn't get the water. He provided miracles in the wilderness for those who needed water. He gave Samson water when Samson was thirsty. He gave Hagar water when Hagar was thirsty in the wilderness. But now it was his turn, and he stood there. He had the right to come down to get water. He could have commanded the rain, but Jesus decided that that was not what God wanted him to do at that time. He knew he had to suffer. He knew he had to give up his right as a son, as the creator of the world, as the creator of water. But he needed it and he didn't get it. So what do we learn? Jesus accepted suffering as part of God's will for his life. And so should we. He endured this suffering of test, of wanting water and not getting it. Water is so common now. Anywhere you step within Ghana, you will get some to buy. But he didn't get it. Even the United Nations has recognized that water is a basic human right. And that everybody, everywhere, irrespective of your tribe, your tongue, your color, of your creed, you should have access to safely managed water. Jesus was not angry with the soldiers around him for not getting him water. Even though his mother was there, his auntie, the two other Marys and John were there, they also couldn't respond to it. 
It is not all the time that when you want something, those around you can help you. But he remained focused in his suffering. He did not think that, oh, um, let me do some small thing to get this water. He remained focused. He knew he had to suffer. And so he was patient. And he knew that when he died, he would reconcile us to God. He did not misbehave as the Israelites did from Egypt to the promised land. Perhaps as the Israelites journeyed from Egypt to the promised land, they knew they were going to a land flowing with milk and honey. We also know that we are going to be Christians in a land flowing with milk and honey, but they experienced thirst. And any time they had a physical need, they rebelled. They rebelled to the point that there were times they wanted to kill Moses and Aaron. What do you do when you have a physical need and it is not met? What happens? Are you going to remain standing for the Lord? Are you going to remain a Christian? Will you continue to come to church? But Jesus' actions were an example to us. When we read First Peter chapter 2 from verse 21, it says that, For unto this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. So we have been called to be Christians. We have been called to suffer because Christ suffered for us. Suffering is part of life. We suffer for the wrong things that we do. We suffer for the right things that we do. And sometimes from nowhere, the suffering just comes. But Jesus didn't do anything wrong. The Bible tells us that in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1, the easy-to-read version says, Christ suffered while he was in the body. So you should strengthen yourself with the same kind of thinking Christ had. The one who accepts suffering in this life has clearly decided to stop sinning. We must accept suffering as part of life. We will not pass our exams all the time. Our marriages will not go well all the time. Things will happen. We may not have children when we want to have children. We may not marry when we want to marry. We may not be able to go to school when we want to go to school. We may not be able to have a job when we want to work. Things may not go the way that we have planned. But Jesus says that we should strengthen ourselves and arm ourselves with this attitude that he suffered for us. So we should suffer patiently as we wait for the plan of God to be fulfilled in our lives. Moses decided that he didn't want to be part of Egypt anymore. So in Hebrews chapter 11 from verses 24 to 25, Moses chose rather to suffer than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a while. Yes, there are pleasures of sin. Sin is pleasurable when all your needs are met according to the way you want it. When you 
do everything possible by hook or by crook to get what you want. But that may not be God's plan for your life. You have to suffer with patience. You have to suffer with patience. And now we know that the definition for patience is the ability to accept, tolerate a problem, a challenge, suffering, without complaining and without being anxious. Can we do this? We can't by our strength. The Bible says that we cannot, out of our own strength, endure suffering. We can't. We can't. That is why many suffer. And at the end of the day, they are not able to stand. The good news about suffering is that it is not permanent because weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. It may take a very long time. Sometimes it takes years, but it will still come to an end. Sometimes a few hours, but it will still come to an end. Sometimes minutes, but it will still come to an end. It is not continuous. It is not going to be continuous all the time. God in his wisdom planned it that way. Let us consider Job. His suffering was not continuous. It is intermittent. It will be interrupted by times of laughter, times of joy, times of dancing and singing. So what do we do? What do we do? When we suffer for righteousness' sake, the Bible says that we are happy and that we should not be afraid. The Bible says that if we suffer with Christ, we will reign with him. All of us want to reign in with him. We will reign in this life and we will reign with him in heaven. And it is interesting to note that even though God has said he's going to bless us and we are going to get so many things and we keep shouting, I am the head, I am not the tail, I am blessed and highly favored, still we will suffer. It is a fact of life. Accept it. Arm yourself with this thought and keep standing for the Lord irrespective of what happens. Amen. Keep standing for the Lord. So whilst you are suffering, the Bible says that you should pray when you are afflicted. You should pray. When you see somebody suffering, it is not time to blame the person. It is time to encourage the person. Because suffering will come to all of us, whether we like it or not. We should pray, and we should pray that God should strengthen us, give us patience, and help us to walk in this life. Paul said that in Philippians chapter 4, Paul said, I have learned how to abase and how to abound. Paul has learned how to suffer. We should also learn how to do the same. And after that, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we can do it. We can remain standing after suffering. We can become victorious after suffering. Our end shall be the glory of the Lord, as the hymnist said. If we live, we should live for him. 
And if we die, we should die for him. As someone Jesus can war, I send Jano Donich Rede. And I'm so comzen. Ocadin so comzen, woman vinegar. Naisha, vinegar, or you sir. And so comes will be a vinegar and a waterman. But Jesus, one poon it's a ofanadama, or Sunday, na, young copan, Nancy Shaya, or war, or woman. Until Abba is unable to me, if he yim. Jesus moved there, our door, or bre, oh, my manzi, one she should be our horoba. One cadet amidze, I'm a better murder bread. One hum, one rain rain. No, you may do wa. Yena, ye benya unquan, when ye wee. In see, or more anano, when ya butter ana. What it's now, baby, or one. In Waka chen hen wana sem ude ken yebun hamanze wo wiasim ebia na oya wo fort ebisa onya wo fort ebisa ana abrabo ayerban oya nyankopano kwando ntina erebre enti kaide ya 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 jende ebreze yebebre kakra ewo wiasim Wama yanke de Moses su odru nudun. Wanka de amidze me yon heneba. Matna palace ho. Oyana jende. Nonze onye Israel fuba bre. Na onko Egypt. Po na wankidzin samban. Onu sufi. Palace nim. Ana. Okro. Israel fu wongo onye wan kabre. Na mwa wominye de sa yaba bra onye debia na yaba bre. Ibi wa wwa yaba bre bi so wa wwa yem bre. E brani tumi ye tsun tsun ibi tun tumi ye tietia. Na yer kwa yerbe hi na ibi woma ye tumusro ye tumusaw ye tumi ye yen zame pi. Na wama yen ke de se yesu krampa. Trust am chay and day nije anapa. Sana ye nyji says bra yanyene brea se ye wamanza mana ose we will reign with him. We will reign with him. Inti wama yanya ya jene de e breadzi yepe bre and yet time biana ye benya ma ye pie. Nyan kupana shishaya atu kwa ma ye. Wama yan Wama yen chino hon. Wama yen si itrasa na yen bompe. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for your word. We pray that we will by your spirit be strengthened with might so that we will be able to be patient unto death even whilst we suffer in this life. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.